When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Win. Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Frank Benali, and you're listening to In That Number. And they lift one over the top for Danny Ings. Ings in the box. Oh, to his left. Good. Brilliant. Oh, Thank you for listening to In That Number. I am your host, Ray Hunt. You can find me on Twitter at RayHunt84. My co-host, Kevin Milverton, at Moscow Mush. You can follow the show at Number Podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and if you would like to drop us a line, send us an email to InThatNumberPodcast at gmail.com. On with the show. Joining us this week, we have Saints fan Connor Bowers to chat through both games in this past week, the away trip to Salas Park on Tuesday night, and our return to St Mary's for our fourth round tie against Spurs. In the away end this week, we're joined by David Shelley of LST Stuff Podcast to help us prepare for the daunting task of Liverpool next Saturday. But before all that, you know the drill. My co-host, the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton, who is actually under the weather right now. Yeah, I'm not feeling too good, so I think I've got a dose of this training just plague that's going around, so uh, wishing good luck. Oh dear. How, when did that come about? Um, I only started noticing it last night um, in the theatre again, and I just felt it. Something about the theatre that um, yeah, makes me off. Makes me sick as well, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's not keep our guest waiting. Uh, Connor Bowers, Connor, welcome to In That Number. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm good. Uh, better than oh, if you'd asked me six or eight weeks ago yeah. about coming on and talking about football, so yeah, I picked a, a good time to come on and be a, be a guest. Well, that's it, yeah. Um, 
you've been following the Saints for some time now. Do you go? Do you go to a lot of away games as well? Don't you? A pretty much every away game. Um, this season, this season, I've missed. I've missed one away game, which was um, Chelsea away. And I had a, I had a ticket. I had a ticket as well. Um, but I, I work nights. Oh yeah. Um, and I it was Boxing Day. I worked Christmas Eve, so I only had really Christmas Day off. Yeah. And I had to work Boxing Day night, and I woke up uh, Christmas Day absolutely shattered. So I didn't feel like I had a rest, and it got to like Christmas Day night, and I messaged my mate who um, also goes to a lot of away games, but not so much anymore. And I just said to him, "Do you want my Chelsea ticket tomorrow? Because by the time I travelled up to Chelsea, got home, I'd have had to go straight to work, and I'd have been absolutely shattered." So. Mm. I made a sensible decision and I gave my mate uh, my ticket. He had a wonderful day. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, um, in, in, in hindsight, do you regret in that decision now? Massively. Because <laughs> I now get a load of shit from him as well. He's like, he's like, so although I gave him my ticket, didn't charge me, he's like, real fans go to Chelsea away. That's what he says to me. He's like, real fans go to Chelsea away. <laughs> Quality. Cheers, mate. <laughs> but no, I mean, to go to every single away game, that's dedication of... Uh, are you going to Liverpool next week? <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> uh, with a lot more... Um, I don't o- know if optimism. it's hope. Hope, yeah. Yeah, a lot more optimism than I probably would have had back in December, start of December. Um, I, I think I'm talking for the whole country, not just Saints fans, that nobody wants to see Liverpool win the league, in my opinion. <laughs> um and I feel like we, our country needs us next week, in a way. I think we've accepted that Liverpool are going to win the league. I think we all just need to bite our tongues and accept that. But we don't want to do it unbeaten. And whether it's us or another team, someone just needs to beat them. Because they are going to be unbearable as it is. If, if we hear them as the invincibles for the foreseeable future... I will be deleting every form of social media. <laughs> and also, there's, there's a possibility of a treble still, isn't there? So, yeah, somehow or some can. way. Um, so, anyway, how long have you been following Saints? So, uh, I, should, I don't know if I should be admitting this, but I, I'll be completely honest. So, oh god, you're a Pompey fan, aren't you? Not that bad. Edition time. So, <laughs> until I was about, and I, I'll explain that. So, until I was about nine, ten years old. I actually supported, I would even say support, support and I'd say followed, United, Manchester United. Okay. Um, uh, I lived in a house where my, my dad wasn't a massive football fan. Um, he was always into fishing, so, but I, I, I've always loved football. But I never knew enough about it or shown enough about it to kind of take an interest in sort of my local team or whatever. Um, so I just picked the team at the time that was just kind of winning everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fast forward a couple of years, my mum met her, uh, my now stepdad, um, who is a Saints fan and has been a Saints fan. And um, I don't know, I'd been to a Saints game at the Dow with my dad before. Um, my stepdad is kind of what yes, I know got me in. Actually, so yeah, yeah he he's what got me into football. Got my first season ticket with him, um, and so yeah, so following Saints now for sixteen years. Wow, that's good. Tattoo on the leg and everything. That's tough. That's really yeah. tough. I feel for you. Um, do you remember your first game? I do. So my first, 
I would say I have two first games. So my actual first game um, would have been at the Dow, and it was St. Free Newcastle, uh, 1999 no, 2000. Um, Saints won 4 2. I couldn't tell you who scored. I've got a feeling that Tizier scored that. 3T goal. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, and the reason was my dad was a Newcastle fan. Um, and we sat in the Saints end, but I don't remember much about it. All I know is that I've got the tickets from that game, and that was my first game. The first game that I actually remember when I classes my first real game, I guess, uh, was the 2004-2005 season, which was our season in the Premier League. Um, and it was a home game against Blackburn Rovers. We won, we won 3-2. Um, James Beatty Beatty scored a 90th minute penalty for the winner nice Um, and the famous Andy Derso was the referee for that game oh yes Um, our friend so yeah (laughs) that was my first game that I remember that stands out in my memory Um, um, and what a season that turned out to be my first season ticket and we get relegated so (laughs) oh wow and the rest as they say is history and here you are (laughs) the holder away fan and yeah. yeah, and what a roller coaster it's been. This is ITN in that number news. Okay, ITN news then. So injuries are piling up a little bit. We got Cedric out for three weeks with knee ligament damage. We already mm-hmm. know that Valerie is is still not not fit or was having his virus, his viral infection, as it were. Um, and Stuart Armstrong limped off in the cup game yesterday against uh, Tottenham with a hamstring issue. Yeah, and um, I mean, Vestergaard was out with a uh, concussion. Uh, Shane Long has got knee, a swollen yeah. knee. Yeah, so a few kind of... I mean, don't think any of them particularly serious. Um, I, I don't know how Stu's feeling. I haven't heard anything about that, have you? No, it's not been out yet. They've just said that it could possibly be a, a hamstring injury, which is going to be, what, two to three weeks anyway. So, And we were already struggling down that right-hand side. So next week, yeah. next week is going to be... <laughs> it could be a disaster. Good luck on your travels, Connor. <laughs> Perfect, thank you. I appreciate the, the good luck. Yeah. I say the, the only one that really um, bothers me is... Cedric, because um, we don't really have any uh, adequate cover for that position, and it doesn't look like we're going to bring anyone in, in from, as far as I can No, after yesterday, I, I concur. Um, mm-hmm. uh, another bit of no- news that really tickled my balls this week was the um, apparent approach by Leicester for Yannick Vestergaard for a reported £15 million. Now, considering how successful, well, or unsuccessful his tenure has been with us, you know, the loss of him and a three million pound hit wouldn't be bad at all, I think. But I think Saints are going to price him out. I don't know. I just have a feeling. But we should totally be going for this. And I, I mean, I, I'd phone Ralph and offer to drive Yannick to the King Power to sweeten the deal myself. And I'll pay your petrol. <laughs> yeah, I guess I went and charging <laughs> petrol. But yeah, but yeah. So yeah, Connor, what are your thoughts on on Vestergaard? When we signed him, I was like, right, quality. We, uh, we what we need, <laughs> what we've needed is like a big, a big centre back, strong and commanding, wind headers. And what we've got is we've been sold a dud. Mm. Um, and like, I, I'm, I'm always looking for the best in people. I'm like, I just need to chance, just need to run the games. But I think something that stands out in my mind is Cardiff away last season. I think it was Ralph's first game, or he was there, yeah, and it was right. Calvin's last game in charge. Yeah. And he slipped and let um, their player through to score. Yeah, Cal- uh, and Patterson, Callum Patterson, wasn't it? That's it. And 
I don't know. He's just he's, he's the, I think he's the biggest player in the league, if I'm right in saying, or yeah. the biggest, tallest player in the league. Yeah. And he is just poor at aerial duels. I just don't understand. I I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's hard to say or hard to put my finger on it, but if somebody wants to buy him for fifteen million pound, and we can cover pretty much what we paid for him. I yeah, I, I think it'd be good business. I think it will as well. I mean, he's, he, he's, he's slow, isn't he? I mean, he can't outrun a fat guy with a backpack full of uranium. He's just scoffed a family fun bucket. <laughs> he's a pretty slow man. And if you can get that sort of money for him, I'd cash in before his stock plummets. Yeah, you know, He did have a good performance against Palace. And, you know, you can stick an extra mil on for that, I suppose. And that, that's what I mean. Like, he's, he's, he does have OK games, but he, he never... You never come to the end of a game and you think he's been solid. He's been man of the match. He's not been the sort of player that's turned it round, that's had a bad game and then he's stepped up in the previous performance. Jack Stevens, awful player, potentially, maybe awful is harsh, but turned it round and he's now probably a mainstay of our back four. Mm-hmm. I, would, I imagine saying that 12 weeks ago. People yeah. would have called you nuts. We wanted him out of the team. But, and I just don't see that happening with Vestergaard. Um, just to play devil's advocate a little bit, uh, we don't really have a huge amount of adequate cover in that position at the moment. Yoshida is probably the only one that would you'd put straight in there, and he's out of contract at the end of the season. Clara's just been set off on loan, hasn't he? The young yeah, and he doesn't seem to favour Danso in position. <laughs> um, and plus, you know, as, as soon as we sell him for £15 million, um, he's going to turn into that brilliant player that he thought he was at Leicester and be like player of the season and be worth about fifty million. So might be worth keeping him. Oh really? You never know. Okay. I think he, he, he could do a Jackie Stevens, but yeah, if we bring in a centre back, then yeah, one in one out, fine. But mm-hmm. I think uh, if we do that, best to go, it'll leave us a little short. Um, <laughs> in more sure. ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another bit uh, that. Really, really got me, caught me off guard was the um, the news that Everton have been linked with um, Hoiberg, thirty-four million pounds. I bet your thoughts on that one. Um, he's, I know he's our captain. I don't think he's been standout. Don't get me wrong, he's got a, he's got a lot of passion. Um, he, uh, and he, he does have good games. Mm. You're, you're, right, the, the way that you're surmising this, it does sound like the way that I rate him because I don't. You know, his passion, it can't be disputed. The work that he does in the middle of the park, off the ball, is fine. It's just his work on the ball was really inconsistent for me. And I think for, for £34 million, I think you've got to take it. Um, but, uh, but, I mean, I like you said, Kev, really. you can't leave them with no... You know, there was rumours about um, Romelu going to Thousa Vigo and, and Hassan Hill hushed them up and said, no, we don't want to be short in the middle of the park. But... If we can get a replacement that does the job that Hoiberg does and then some for £34 million, why shouldn't we cash in for him? I, I, I don't think we can sell him at this point of the season. Um, regardless, I That's think we're, we're, in such a, we're in such good form at the moment. And I think any I think if you lose a player like him, I think he's probably quite a popular player in the dressing room, if I was guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need to kind of keep this team together as much as possible for now. And then in the summer... I still feel like we say this every year at the moment. Um, just have a complete reshuffle and rejig <laughs> in the summer, um, and go again next season um, and get rid of any deadwood. So to be able, although um, calling Hoiberg deadwood harsh, mm. he doesn't want to be here. I, I think it's become quite apparent and quite uh, public that he isn't going to sign a new contract. 
Um, every time it's been discussed, whether that's been fan forums, when he's been on the panel, um, and they always seem to tar, like tiptoe around it and sugarcoat it and stuff rather than just be honest. So I think if he doesn't want to sign a new contract and we're offered that kind of money, then it needs to be considered. Um, and I don't think he's irreplaceable either. Mm, very, um, very good, yeah. I'd, I'd have to kind of agree with that. Well, uh, he don't, yeah, he's, he's a very central role, but yeah, if there's questions over his contract, 34 million, that's ridiculous money. Um, but yeah, I just like, smacks a little bit of bullshit. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, we are giving credence to these stories, but, but, you know, it just... Just to discuss it, if it were to come about, you know, let's let's, let's consider it. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a bad time to let him go uh, as a captain. Yeah, I agree. Transfer news. Uh, apart from that, Leicester inquiry, Kev, do you have any more? Because, I mean, I, I've, I've heard that Ralph has said that he's happy to stick with the same squad for the rest of the season after previously saying that he wants to add fullbacks. It just seems like maybe it's proving more difficult than first thought. Yeah, and I think... Um, for that reason, any transfer news is just going to be rumours and kind of you know baseless advances. Uh, apparently, Leeds are still going at it for Jay Adams. Yeah, uh, apparently we're still on for Kyle Walker Peters after it dropping completely in Palace team and favourites to get him. And apparently, we're back on again. So I, I don't I, know. I think because um, he'll clearly get gameplay with Cedric being out and um, him leaving at the end of the season. I think that might be attractive if he's going to get, you know, regular uh, Premier League football in that position. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, Romeo to Celtifigo, we kind of mentioned that. Uh, Maishida off to Turkey, possibly, uh, when his contract runs out. Um, yeah, maybe even during the window, but, yeah, I don't think this is going to come to anything. Love a right back, though. Um, uh, Josh Sims has extended his loan with New York Red Bulls until June the 30th. Yeah, that's a shame. I think that um, injury to Armstrong maybe presents him with a bit of a chance, but... Mm. Yeah, and he, you know he, he, he loves the game against Liverpool, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and one more thing, uh, the Arsenal fixture has been moved from Saturday the 21st of March to Sunday the 22nd of March, so that's nice, I can probably uh, go to that one. Oh, great, it'll probably be live on TV as well. Possibly, yeah. Um, have you got any more news, Kevin? Um, yeah, just uh, did you see The Echo had a piece on uh, Danny Ings being burgled at the end of last season? I did see that, yeah. The Huddersfield game, wasn't it? Yeah, I just well, yeah, while, he was, while he was playing. But um, yeah. they managed to keep, keep it under wraps for all this time. It's only now that's gone to court. But, uh, yeah. Hi, I'm Matt Lassissier, and thank you for listening to In That Number. <laughs> Okay, so we go on to the Crystal Palace game from Tuesday night. Um, since Saints has returned to the Premier League in 20, 2012 now, yeah, we've won more Premier League games against Palace than anybody else, and that is now nine. So it was, of course, 2-0 to Saints, goals from, brilliant goals from Nathan Redmond and Stuart Armstrong. That's four away wins in a row. That's Villa, Chelsea, the one that you missed, Connor. Leicester and Palace. Uh, <laughs> the second time in Premier League history that that's happened. The last time was in 2015. So, I'm going to go through the, the starting 11 and tell me what you think of this, guys. Uh, McCarthy, Cedric, Stevens, Vestergaard, Bertrand. Midfield of Armstrong, Prowski, Hoiberg and Redmond. And Long and Oberfemi up front. So that was two changes from the Wolves. One forced, which was Bednarik out with an Achilles problem. And Ings was given a rest for Oberfemi. 
Uh, were you surprised with this one? I mean, to me, it seemed like a perfect time for Adams to start. Um, well, I think, well, the, yeah, two changes. I mean, you're best in for injured Bednarik, but yeah, over Femi to give Ings a bit of a rest, which you'd think would be a little bit of a, a risk, but um, it worked out all right, didn't it? And I think we had the uh, over Femi, uh, he, was, he played, it was, it was over Femi and Adams, wasn't it, against Chelsea? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that worked out really well. So, um, yeah, I didn't see that as... Uh, well, I mean, I was concerned with where the goals were going to come from, if I'm honest, with no Ings and Oberfemi and, and Long's not really finding the net consistently. So that was a bit of a concern with me. And, I mean, the question I had to ask is, like, why why Vestergaard and not Yoshida? Um, I mean, clearly he sees more potential in, in Yannick than Yoshida. Yeah, I think when we, we got to... When, I, when we got to Southhouse Park and we saw the lineup, it was it was kind of a bit of oh here we go again. Like with kind of Vestergaard and Palace have been um, a bit like us, I guess, a, a bit of a up and down season and um, a, a, a tough team to beat at times. So when you see people like Vestergaard in the team, I think you you keep immediately worrying about. <laughs> your defence, and then you look up front, and you like you've already said that you've got people like Shane Long and Opafemi who aren't known to be um, consistent in front of goal. Um, if Shane Long could finish consistently, what a player he would be! I, I, I love Shane Long. I think I think he's awesome, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and I, I would hate for him to be in the opposition team because of the problems he causes. He is such a great header of the ball. He's our best header of the ball. And like he's our smallest player. And he can pair him to Vestergaard. And you just think, what the hell is going on? <laughs> but, um, but yeah. and But the rest of the team pretty much picks itself, I think, at the moment. Um, other than the four changes, you've got Ward-Prowse, who's made that position his own. Um, although he did move into the right-back spot against Palace. He did, yeah. Um, but I think... When, when you look at the, the team sheet now, five, six, seven, even if we eight or nine, they probably pick themselves now. Um, and you only got your couple that you're moving around because of injury. So, on the whole, lineup was fairly positive, but there's a couple. There's always a couple of worries in there. Like you said, where's your goals coming from? And you yeah. uh, you're back four. Yeah, I mean, but then you look at the bench that we had. We had Gunn, Yoshida, Romeu, Gineppo, Bufau, Ings and Adams. A very, very strong bench. Lot, lots of um, attacking options. So if it was going wrong, we'd have back up there. So I was not, not too worried about that. Um, going into the game then, Kev, do you want to start? OK, I mean, it was a very slow start. Um, but our press sort of gradually built up and built up. Um, the first 15 minutes, again, there's nothing really to write home about. I think the... First major incident in the game was that um, foul on Cedric by Riedewald, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't instantly put him out, but then a couple of minutes later it's clear that he's yeah, not feeling too good, he gets taken off. Um, so Romeo comes on, um, which I, I thought that was quite a, a, a clever little substitution, putting Prousey on at right back to directly deal with Wilfred Zahar, as we know he loves to. And yeah, uh, uh, having someone as that pivot at the back to mop up any attacks, and yeah, I think that was a really effective formation. Maybe kind of came at the right time, if if, if you will. Didn't take very long for us to 
Fuck to up. get the chances in. I'm just thinking of the Vestergaard fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he tried to try to triple it out of the out of the back and Chenk oh, tossed and blast over the bar. What a miss! I mean, that that miss was probably arguably worse than Vestergaard's mistake. <laughs> yeah, I think it um, took a lot away from it. But yeah, I I you um, just yes, yeah, it for what it is. Um, yeah. Takes ball, gives it straight to Tosin. But yeah, what an absolute waste. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think they really had a chance after that at all. No, and that brings us on to our goal, Connor. I want, can you talk mm-hmm. us through that Redmond strike? Um, I, I don't know if you even have been to Southhurst Park, but. The view is yes. nothing <laughs> quite like you'd yeah. ever see it at football. It's probably yeah. it's what Palace is one of my favourite grounds to go to. Um, it's old school. It's close to the pitch. Um, normally they have quite a good atmosphere from their home fans. Um, not so much on uh, the other night, but it's one of my favourite grounds to go to. So we could barely see that end of the pitch where Redmond did score. Um, but we did see the goal, and it's just... Re- re- I don't want to be harsh on Ridden here, because he's, he is fantastic sometimes, and how he dribbles with the ball and takes players on, he's a completely different player to what he was 18 months ago. But he's there dribbling it through players, pass one player, pass two players, and you're like, right, pass the ball, pass the ball, pass the ball. Um, and you're like, is that just one too many? And then he's hit it, and there is just no chance that the keeper's had, and... It's got on top bins, and it's bedlam in the away end. Like, to see <laughs> that kind of goal from Redmond, I think he's needed it as well because he's been a bit hot and cold over the past uh, five, six weeks. Um, of not consistent, I would say. Um, I think he needed that, um, and I think we definitely needed that to kind of settle us down. Obviously, we were lucky to still be nil-nil at that point, and then um, after the uh, Crystal Palace miss. Um, to then go up the other end and um, put that away was a, well, yeah. a much-needed goal. But, uh, yeah, a fantastic goal from Redmond. Um, and I, don't, I think you, you don't see it, obviously, at the time, but when you see the replays and just the sound of that ball... Oh, yeah, that when it crashed, mm. when it crashed the um, it, it, it I, I, metal or something at the back, I, it? it was just, yeah. Yeah, I love that sound. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> and, <laughs> so and another, <laughs> another incredible ball from the halfway line over the entire midfield from Jack fucking Stevens. Yeah. Just what a ping. World yeah. class, yeah. <laughs> He's got that in him uh, now. He's got that in him. <laughs> um, you also know that that was the first goal scored in a, in a Palace game from outside the box in the Premier League this season. Yeah. I did um, see that stat. Yeah. And we got another one um, yeah. <laughs> in the second half. Yeah, we certainly did. Um, yeah, although um, around half-time, there was that incident with Wilfred Zahar, which confused yeah. the fuck out of me. Do we want to talk about that? I mean, yeah, the, the antagonising continues. Um, yeah, yeah. just the, the poke in the eye thing. Like, what? They, but VAR checked it, didn't they? Yeah. Why did they all suddenly thought, nah, it's fine. Get, you know, it's, they're walking out. What's the problem? I don't know. It's, that's, that's the red card. Yeah, no, definitely, but it's the same sort of violent contact that um, got him sent off last season. But, yeah, apparently there I thought that he was just saying, oh, you've got something in your eye, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Kevin, the Armstrong beauty. Yeah, Redmond and Iwa um linking up, and uh, yeah, about four players around Nathan, Nathan Redmond um, in, in the build-up to that goal. They, they can't get to him. 
uh, he lays it off for Stuart Armstrong. He sends in an absolute belter. Mm. Uh, uh, goes to the left of the keeper. Yeah. Brilliant hit. Another one. Which one was better, in your opinion, guys? I would say Armstrong. I yeah, it just I came out Redmond's, of nowhere. I think, think Redmond's was better because of, of the angle that he hit it, I don't know, and the sound. <laughs> and, and that he danced around like half of the defensive line as well to get it in. But, yeah. That I, think they're, I think they're both equally good goals and to try to um, pull them apart and say one's better than the other, I think it's hard. It um, but if a personal opinion, I, I, I'd, go, I'd go Armstrong. Well, I mean, they've both got to be in there with our uh, uh, January goal of the month, Kev, I reckon. Both got it's going to be a tough one. one. It's going to be a tough one, yeah. But, I mean, mo- both of them, both hit that from outside the box. And the, the main thing, you know, they both had space and time. Palace just didn't really seem to be getting to them, which was, which was great. So we were causing them all sorts of uh, problems with our pressing up high. Um, and it led to a long chance as well, which, oh God, I mean, you can't get a better chance than that, surely. You could have walked it in, really, couldn't you? <laughs> to the keeper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it feels so bad for the guy because, you know, he got that goal against Wolves and he thought, OK, maybe he can start, you know, start putting him in and he's getting chances. That's the thing, he's getting the chances. He's, he's making the space, he's getting them and he's not taking them. It's, it feels so bad for him. And that's the look on his face when he's... <laughs> I get the impression that he feels that he's letting the, the fans down, but I don't think he realises how much we love him because of the effort and you know uh, that he puts in each and every game he plays. I should let him know. Yeah. Create another chant for him, Kev, you should. Uh, yes. um, um, when we had the ball, though, it looked like Palace were terrible. They were just not closing down. And actually, Kev, when we did our preview with Harvey, he said that there was a lack. You know, we could see that lack of effort in a midweek game um, with such a small turnaround. Um, and it was all, but it wasn't from us. It was all from Palace, thankfully. Yeah, I've mean, seen it before. That you know, when they're knackered, they just don't really seem to be bothered. I think um, Zaha was the only one who seemed to yeah. actually. But, you, about but you can never say that from a Ralph side. I don't remember we us not having their energy, their energy or effort. I mean, it's if you don't have that, then you're not in the team. So that Everton match, um, I think, is <laughs> probably up there for a candidate. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, let's not but, talk about that. Uh, yeah, um, no, Redmond and Bertrand, they linked up amazingly down that left left hand flank. Every time that it came down, there, I thought, right, yeah, you know, um, that's what we like to see. Got another chance. And, yeah, like you said, Palace weren't really in it. Didn't have a single shot on target at all. Yeah, it's a very, Old very, match. very bad performance from them. I'd be very disappointed with that. But, yeah, we, we did it 2-0 with a great, great away win. Um, it was unexpected for me as well, because, I mean, I, 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 was, I was expecting and I would have been happy with a draw. We took advantage of a poor Palace performance, I guess. Two fantastic goals. And, again, that continuation of Prousey and Zaha. Saga, yeah. In his pocket. In his pocket, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Up to ninth, um, above Arsenal, three points off fifth. Fantastic. Connor, man of the match for you. I I think it's got to be Ward Prowse. How how he's gone, obviously, with the forced forced, uh, substitution with Cedric going off and Romero coming in and Ward Prowse going into right back. Um, And... Yeah, it just seems that he can't do any wrong at the moment with Prowse. I think wherever you put him, he's putting in a shift. And Zaha, although how much I dislike the guy, he's obviously got talent, obviously, and he's a skillful player. Um, and for Ward Prowse to 
to have him in his pocket, and I'm, I know it's the old cliche, have him in his pocket, blah, 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 and every football fan says it, whatever. I genuinely do believe he had him in his pocket. Yeah, and he, yeah, <laughs> he had him in his pocket as he left, and I think, yeah, I think more Prowse just got to have it for me, because he got to Zaha, living in Zaha, I think, for someone put on Twitter, living in Zaha, living in Zaha's head rent-free, and it's clear, it's, Zaha hates playing against us and he hates Ward-Prowse. He's and such a wind-up, I, I think Ward-Prowse has turned into, I, I think if you go back a couple of years, maybe two, three years, he was, and there's a bit of an in-joke in the club, um, and it's quite common knowledge, he was like the teacher's pet, mm. um, and this um, Akkad, he was like the face of the club in terms of the academy and what he's done and all this and all that. But he's got a different edge to his game now and he's, he's turned into a bit of a twat. <laughs> and I love it. Um, yeah. And you wouldn't have got that from him a couple of seasons ago, but he's he has turned into a bit of a twat. And yeah, he's, he, a bit, he's a bit of a role he, he knows he's he, looked up to. He, he gets into these challenges and 50-50 challenges you'd pulled out before. He is going full force, mm-hmm. um, picking up bookings, which I love. Um, yeah, he's a di- completely different player and I very much deserve my man of the match. And it's not the first time I've given it to him this season. Yeah, I, do you know what? I've got Prousey as well, Connor, and in my notes, I've just got like, pretty much exactly what you've said. Just um, effort levels right up there, everywhere. Uh, played most of the game at right back, was uh, you know asked to do a job that wasn't his, and he still did it with you know, flying pass with flying colours, and he's still there to get inside Zaha's head. So, yeah, I'm, I echo you, and I go uh, Prousey as well. I think there's a lot of players that deserve credit. So, yeah, if you're both giving it to Prousey, um, I'm, I'm going to go out there and... Uh, give it to the player that uh, really got me off my seat um, midweek and that was of course Yannick Vestergaard I mean uh, Nathan Redmond <laughs> he was absolutely electric <laughs> just incredible down that left wing um, yeah every time he got the ball he was just um, running at 100 miles an hour um, getting balls into the box um, taking shots and that, that, that goal was unbelievable um, I think Bertrand deserves a shout. Uh, uh, he's getting some excellent crosses in from the left wing as well. They kind of overlap with Redmond there nicely. So, yeah, just an all-round brilliant team performance, I think. So, it was Tottenham yesterday, as you know, Saturday, the FA Cup fourth round. Spurs, of course, have lost at St Mary's in the last two visits. So, that was something. Um, but it was 1-1, uh, Sun with the goal on the 58th minute and Booth out with the all-important equaliser to take it to a replay on the 87th minute. Um, changing the 11 then, so Gunn comes in, Danso at right back, Stevens, Bednarik back, Bertrand, Armstrong, Prousty, Hoiberg and Redmond, Oberfemi and Ings up front. So as I say, Bednarik, Be- sorry, Bednarik returned uh, quickly from the Achilles injury. Uh, Ings back after his rest, Cedric of course out, Vestergaard concussion and Long with a knee, they miss out. But I mean, Ralph had stated he wouldn't make wholesale changes beforehand, given that we're playing like a Premier League opposition. I, I, I was happy with that lineup. I was really, I was surprised, but I was happy with it. What do you think about it, Connor? Um, yeah, I think as you can see, there are some there's four changes and some not four changes in terms of McCarthy and Gunn. Um, it was probably close to the strongest side he could have possibly put out for, for in terms of the players we have available. Um, 
And it's nice to see him going for the cup, um, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, I mean, just by going off of that, I mean, he, he rested Ings for the Palace game, so he mm. can play in the cup game. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think my only one, although it was forced, was Danzo. Um, we've not seen him much this season. Um, there's a lot of talk to him when he first joined the club. Um, and whenever he has played, he doesn't seem to play in the position we bought him for or have him on loan he's, for. He's never played in that position. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so he, he's probably got a tough ride from our fantasy yesterday um, from what I've read on. Um, the forum and on Twitter, he seems to have got a tough ride, um, but it seems harsh to give him that tough ride when he's not playing in a position that he is maybe a hundred percent comfortable at. But on the whole, a strong lineup from both teams actually, um, which is good to see that two teams taking the competition um, seriously um, and wanting to to stay in the hat, as, as they yeah. say. Yeah, I mean, it's not much to say. I think it's. Um quite admirable that he's not made wholesale changes but quite the opposite you know um, kept things for this match um, and yeah the only real change is, um, is gone as I have so, so yeah strongest possible side I think he could have put out um, The bench uh, Harry Lewis gets on the bench uh, Yoshida Adams Gineppo Romeo Buffao and Smallbone um Okay, Connor. Yeah, how did you see this 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 start of this game? So the first the first half I thought was very end to end. It was they had chances, we had chances. Um, yeah, it was. I thought it was fairly even. Both teams going at it, pace, um, intensity from both teams. Um, I, I feel like we should have both been a goal or two up at the at the break. Yeah. Um, the fact that it's gone in nil nil surprised me a little bit. Tottenham on the on the counter attack, I think we contained them well most of the time, but their counter attacking every time was just relentless. Yeah, Lascelles um, had a had a good. is just unreal with the ball yesterday. Mm. Um, really he hard. He put the ball in the net as well at one point, didn't he? But it clipped off of um Sun's ankle, and he was in an offside position. So yeah, so. Yeah, the correct decision. Um, I, I, personally, I don't like VAR. I know it's been our play of the season or whatever you want to call it this season in terms of how much it saved us and how many points we have. Um, I, I'm not a massive fan of VAR. I don't like it in its current format. I think it's right. Um, but yeah, in terms of the, the, how the game started, it was right. Um, and I think that the breaks would come out a, a bit of a different team and I think he's probably told them what we need to do and what we're not doing. Um, and yeah, second half seemed to be two different teams, I guess. And um, I just want to say about the um, the Lucas one on one that he had that he uh, probably should have scored. And Gun save, yeah, Angus Gun. That was mm. a great save for him, and that would have done him the world of good. Yeah, definitely. I think he's had um, uh, an up and down season himself. Angus Gun um, started in the team, then not in the team, um, and now just limited to cup appearances. Um, yeah, I think that was a world-class day yesterday. Um, you, you would put money on a lot of strikers in the Premier League burying that every day. Um, oh, yeah. To tip that just around the post, um, yeah, would have done his confidence the world of good. Um, and it's not a bad thing to have two keepers high on confidence coming into what is going to be a, a tough end to the season. Touchwood, nothing happens to McCarthy, but if Gunn does need to step in, I think... 
that'll give fans a lot more confidence to see that if he does need to step in for whatever reason. So yeah, yeah, sure. definitely positive. Okay, uh, that free kick from Ward Prowse. Uh, yeah, Ings um, crept crept behind trying to catch spurts with the uh, spurts <laughs> trying to catch spurs with their pants down, and it very very nearly worked. Oh yeah, um, he kind of controls it quite nicely with the shoulder, and then um, yeah, nice right-footed um, volley, but cleared off the line by Tanganga. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. Um, to put us one nil up, um, and I think yeah, we were quite. Other than that, we were quite lucky. I think there were three big chances. We were saved by, uh, like you said, guns for uh, VAR, but also at the very beginning of that ninth minute. Um, there was um, Son's kind of a shot across goal, but um, yeah, Moore is too slow to get to the back post yeah, and right, um, yeah. knock it in. So yeah, um, going into half time, I think it was quite a good scoreline for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, Armstrong. Armstrong, yeah. I want to talk about yeah. Armstrong. He went off um, for Gineppo. It looks, as I said before in the news, it looks like a, a hamstring injury, which. No bad time at the moment to, to be coming down with it, especially down that right-hand side. Um, yeah, but that's going to be a loss because he's been playing very well lately. Yeah, I thought it was the only saving grace is we do have um, cover. I mean, Buffard can go in there, Gineppo could go in there as well, so, mm. as yeah. he did. Um, okay, uh, the goal, uh, Connor, the Sun goal, which has to be said, it was a very good goal. Uh, it was from their own half. Saints pressed, you know, the press the play. Lascelles brings the ball through our midfield. Uh, Lamella finds Sun all alone, and he strikes it low to Gunn's left. Yeah, I think it, it was just a, a typical goal um, in terms of that the Spurs seem to put out from against any team that they seem to play against at the moment. Um, yeah, a superb break, um, low finish, pass the keeper. Yeah, it was, I think it's just a good goal. I don't yeah. think you can put put the blame at anybody. Um, no, when, mean, you look, when you when you look at he doesn't goals, score shit ones, does he? No, no, he's, no, he's, he's, an, he's an incredible player. Um, I, re- I really rate Son, and um, without Harry Kane, um, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, um, I, I, I like watching Spurs without Harry Kane. I'm not that I've got anything against Harry Kane, apart from. Him not scoring it to Sterling last summer, <laughs> but that's a completely <laughs> different story. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think Spurs are a lot more attractive and and a good team to watch. Well, they have to spread the ball out a little bit wider when 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 Kane's not playing in the team. Yeah, he's the target. And that's tough for me to say. I hate Tottenham <laughs> like, with a passion. There is no team I hate more. Ah. Even Liverpool. Liverpool, Portsmouth, Tottenham the top. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. So, for me to... I quite, like I quite like Tottenham. I suppose the Tottenham under Mourinho, that's like just double twattery then. Or <laughs> <laughs> red nap. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. yeah. Um, and Sun almost doubled their lead as well, didn't he? Did ta- I know Danzo's not a, not a right back, is he? Um, doesn't know where he's supposed to be positionally. He just looked lost and Sun luckily blasted it over the bar. Um, I want to talk about the question of handball for us. Um, Ings controls it in the box, so he's tried to knock it round Tanganga. Uh, he's moved his arm away from his body, and he stopped the movement of the ball with his arm. Why is that not a penalty? A pass. Uh, I don't. It was. It wasn't really brought up in any sort of like no. press write up or anything. 
Um, no, it's only from. I mean, I've had to look at reasons why, and I've like found like Saints' points of view, and I cannot find anything from from a VAR um, or from a referee or anything that says why that was not given. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought the rule was pretty clear. Mm. That if a defender handballs it accidentally or not, yeah, um, and, and, and it was moving away from the silhouette. It was. It's not in a natural position. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I was found as to why it wasn't a penalty but that's the whole reason I don't like VAR I don't think it's fair and consistent and that's what they bleated on about when it was brought in mm-hmm. um, at the start of the season it'll be fair and consistent and every team will get their results going their way and whatever um, but that doesn't seem to be the case and it's not the first time where there's been a couple of wasn't it wasn't it against Spurs in the league that we had another penalty decision all the round was it um Hit it hitting on, on the arm in the league game, um, and it's not a natural position, and there wasn't even checked or it wasn't given as a penalty. Yeah. Um, I, I think just the handball rule, or no, I think the handball rule. Tottenham does it. That's it. No, I, I think the handball rule is clear from an attacking point of view. If the ball hits the attacker's hand, accidentally or not, it goes as handball. But I think it just needs clarifying in terms of a defending. Um, situation like yesterday where it's not so clear and we end up in the situation that we did where all the Saints fans think we had a penalty um, but Jose Mourinho thinks not so yeah obviously um, and Kev the, the, I've heard people say that if it was given against you you would not be happy with that um, but I mean it is the handball I mean when, when um, if you watch it not in slow motion so in you know real speed I, I thought it was pinging off of um, Ings uh, and Tanganga's hands like there's about I did. Um, mm. four different instances and I thought it even came off of Sanchez's hands like, but when yeah, you see it in slow motion it doesn't everyone's got uh, a hand on it <laughs> Maybe yeah it's like four. fucking basketball yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and Kev like from there, it looked like the Saints were the better side, for me anyway, I'm trying not to be biased. It, 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 they showed the more aggressive substitutions. Spurs looked happy to sit on a 1-0. Um, Ings had that glaring header to equalise. That was a disappointing one for someone that's scoring goals as freely as he is. I mean, he just had to hit the target, didn't he? Um, and yeah. Cross from Redmond was fantastic there. Wonderful, but, yeah. yeah. But Saints just seemed to have the control of the game at that point. And I was listening to it on the radio, and it was just... it was. I mean, this was the BBC radio that I was listening to. And um, other stations are available, by the way. And uh, it, it was... It needs them. <laughs> it was very... They were all on Saints, saying that this is Saints to win now. They're, they are making the you know the substitutions that, you know at the right time, bringing on the right players. They want to go and get something out of this game. Spurs look like they're going to sit on it. Then of course you know we got the goal and it was deserved. Yeah, I think I think it was I think it was deserved. I think like we've brought on all three attackers that we've had on the bench and we, we've gone for it. Um, uh, and I'd like to say from sort of like the seventieth minute, I think it was coming. Yeah. Um, like you said, Spurs were happy to to sit back and think they had it in the in the bag, so to speak. And yeah, we we've been aggressive in our formation and our substitutions and it, it, we looked like our team wanted wanted it and I, I don't think you saw that from I'm not to say Tottenham didn't want it but I think our players definitely wanted to stay in the cup um, yeah. I think nobody wanted it to finish a draw yesterday um, 
how it's now planned out and we're going to be having a game during our first ever winter break is <laughs> yeah. a, a, a joke but and I think the players are probably looking forward to a bit of a break and time away from so we football have. with their families yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah then now you've got to work yeah um, but yeah a, a, a good goal for Buffalo and I think it was evident he didn't really celebrate his goal no. um, yesterday and yeah, his character says that he's probably frustrated with his lack of playing time at the moment. Um, but I, I think he is an impact player. Mm. Um, I, same with Gineppo. I I don't think they're starting players. Um, when you look at the position that Armstrong plays, they play a similar sort of position. Armstrong does everything well and simple. Where Buffon and um, Gineppo are sort of luxury players. Um, so Booth are probably frustrated and I think that was evident in his goal scoring yesterday and his lack of celebration but yeah a good finish from him keep it keep it um, under the bar um, keep it and have a chance but yeah good goal from us I mean I suppose the only thing you can say on the fact that they're impact players that, well Booth is what is he 26, 27 now but um, Gineppo's still only 21 so maybe he can still work on that and become a starter but Booth you feel right now yeah, this is the time that he needs to be playing first-team football. But, yeah, cracking finish from him. Um, Ke- yeah, so it finished 1-1. Uh, fair result, Kev? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I think so. I think I had the same sort of feeling that the men- momentum was on our side, but time really wasn't um, in the last sort of 15, 20 minutes. Um, yeah, luckily, this time, uh, we did at least get a goal. And, you know, what a goal like that. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, the VAR uh, went four and against us in the same match, so I think you can't really complain about that, although, um, yeah, Mourinho doesn't need any excuse, does he? No. Um, yeah, I, I, Ralph, Ralph said afterwards he's not happy with the replays, rightly so. So, our, as, as Connor said, our midwinter break is disrupted now. Um, so, after we, after we play Liverpool on the 1st of February, which is next Saturday, we're due to play Burnley on the 15th. So, it was going to be a nice week off. And a week off for us as well, Kevin, as we said. Now, as I say, we travel to North London. The replay at the moment is set for Wednesday the 5th, so that's just four days after that Liverpool game, although this is being selected for TV, so it could very well change. Um, guys, before I ask your man of the match, I just want a word on Danso and, you know, and Liverpool tied into it. Um, I'll start with you, Connor. Um, as we've we mentioned, it was a tough afternoon for the lad. Um, he has been asked to play out of position yet again through lack of choice. Um, He's had next to no football, and when he comes in, he's been set up to fail, I feel. Um, and he had to deal with Sun yesterday, don't forget, so it's unfair on him in that regard. Uh, and if we, if we ask him to play there against Liverpool, we're going to be in for another tough one, I feel, because the likes of Mane and Firmino are going to punish him. But with that in mind, what are we going to do down that right-hand side? I think, personally, I think... Putting against Son is one thing. When you're putting him against Salah, Firmino, Mane, uh, I, I think it could it could break him potentially. But it could. But what do we do? Do we? I mean, do we put? Do we? I think I, I, I would put Ward Prowse out there. I, mean, I would put, go. I would go Ward Prowse personally. But if we put Ward Prowse out there, that midfield he's so important in the engine room and of that team, especially against Liverpool, because he is going to chase Liverpool down. Or you speed it right back, or you speed it hasn't got the going forward capabilities. He's I don't defensive. think we're going to be going forward against Liverpool too. <laughs> 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 you yeah. see, defensively sound, 
in my opinion. He's every, I would say he's always got a mistake in him. I think every defender's got a mistake in him. I would be more confident with Yoshida or Ward Prowse at right back than I would with Danza. Although Danza did put in a couple of good crosses yesterday, I will give him that. Yeah, I, I think, think I think, I think we need to that. look at our defence on Saturday week for Liverpool um, and just kind of take it as it comes <laughs> and don't make any bold moves or any weird selection choices like as people did at the start or yeah. in the middle of the season where he's playing all kinds of players out of position, yeah. uh, Hoiberg left back, um, all that kind of stuff. So. I, I think we're obviously and it, it and come Liverpool, it's you see the transfer windows closed, so we could bring in a right, sign someone. Yeah, we, we could bring, we could bring in a right back this week. So <laughs> it could be nobody in us one. It could be Carl Walker Peters. Or oh, I, I just I, I could just see a transfer deadline day. They bring in a right back. Is that like, right? He's a young lad. He's not been proven. Maybe he's gotten from Austria. I don't know. Someone we've never heard of. And he's like right. Off you go. You've got Let's to start with Mane to play again. Good luck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just, yeah. And, and Kev, what do you think we should do with this right-back? It's a conundrum, isn't it? I mean, ideally, yeah, we should get someone in um, at least on loan to the end of the season. But, um, I mean, the options there, you could put Stevens at right-back and put Yoshi in the middle. Um, we'll switch to three at the back and have wing-backs. Then it maybe... doesn't work, does it? Krause to get forward it hasn't really worked for us consistently at the beginning of the season but yeah that's not that much you can do but yeah I mean um, when there was about at that time when Danfos comes off and Bufar comes on and he switched the formation to a sort of kind of a 3-4-1-2 that kind of worked for us Although I don't really see it working against Liverpool. No, I just think you've just, you just got to play as defensive as you possibly can and take what you get out of that, I think. Um, man of the match, then I'll start with you this time, Kev. OK, um, I'm going to give it to James Ward-Prowse on this one. I think Ings probably deserves it, but I think he, he needs to score a goal, doesn't he? I mean, with the chance he was given, if he'd have scored one of those, I would have given it to Danny without a doubt. But, yeah, I think Ward Prowse was um, his usual good instrumental self. Um, yeah, great on that. That free kick was good. Um, good good on set pieces. We had a few corners um, in the first half, um, which uh, could have led to something. And, yeah, just, just distributing, breaking up play, good at setting up everything. So I was really happy with his performance. Yeah. Um, well, it's a toss-up for me between Prowse and Hoiberg, um, but I'm mm. going to give it to Hoiberg. Um, I'm not his biggest fan, and I do criticise him from time to time, but every so often he puts in a performance like this, and then I just forget, uh, forgive and forget. I thought he was great mm. yesterday. I thought he looked more, posi- I thought he looked more positive on the good. ball. Yeah, I thought he was good off of it. Uh, great work rate, as always. I mean, he slipped that ball through for Ings in, in, in the build-up for the goal. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it to Hoiberg. Um, Connor? Um, I was really struggling to think on Man of the Match. When I, I was thinking about yesterday's game, I was, I was really struggling. Um, for me, it's a bit of a, an odd one. And, and when I've been talking about uh, the game with my friends in sort of like the group chat and Twitter after the game, and they still have said, really, but mine's Bertrand. Okay. Um, um, I, I feel like he just got down at left side well yesterday. Um, always there for the overlap, attacking, 
Um, his tracking back. I, I, I don't know. I feel like, to me, Bertrand just stood out for me yesterday. Um, in I'm not saying anybody had a particularly bad game, but he stood out um, a lot more for me yesterday than any of the others. So, yeah, I'd give it to Bertrand. Okay, cool. Nice one. Um, is there anything you want to add from this match, guys, before we go on to the next bit? Um, just that it's good that we're in the hat for the draw, and uh, we, you know what other teams have gone through, so it, we could be up for another South Coast derby, so if we do pull that one, I think the players will be really motivated in the replay. Of course, that, that cup draw, the fifth round cup draw is on Monday before the Arsenal game, isn't it? So, mm. so yeah. From a, from a selfish point of view... <laughs> Don't hate me for this, but from a selfish point of view, the sooner we're out of the FA Cup, the better for me. Um, my brother's getting married um, <laughs> in May, um, the 23rd of May. Don't worry, we're uh, not going to be in the Cup final then, don't worry. It's FA Cup, well, it's FA Cup final day. <laughs> and Who books a wedding on FA Cup final day, by the way? <laughs> yeah. Don't. <laughs> yeah. So, and the thing is, his best man is a skate. Oh, God. <laughs> so... I, I feel like if we got to the FA Cup final, he wouldn't miss me anyway. <laughs> I just don't want to. Be, I just don't want to be put in that position where. What happens if it's a Saints Pompey uh, FA Cup final? Well, we'll have no best man and we'll have no brother. Is when it. Brilliant. Oh. Okay, I see your predicament there. Yeah, but don't worry. I think we'll be out. I think we're going out at the uh, at the replay. If I'm honest. Um, right. Uh, we've got some questions for you, Connor. Serious question. Would you rather wear a Pompey shirt every day for five years or sleep in a haunted house for ten? <laughs> wow. Um, it's going to have to be a haunted house for ten, isn't it? Okay. That's fine. We don't even have to ask you, what if it was a Spurs shirt? <laughs> oh, is death an option? Death is an option. Um... Okay, and um, would you rather be twice the height of Yannick Vestergaard or half the height of Cedric? Wow, um, half the height of Cedric. Yeah. Dwarfs make dwarfs make good money. <laughs> okay. Good answer. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Um, All right. I think a giant thirteen foot seven giant or whatever would uh, yeah, would make a lot of money as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's not practical, is it? Driving, living. Yeah. That's true, but I mean, I, I've never seen a, um, a, t- a two foot six dwarf <laughs> driving like this. Have you not? What Davis drives? <laughs> yeah. Has he ever specially adapted curling? Yeah, he must be. <laughs> We're digressing massively. <laughs> yeah. That's fine, and we can do that. It's, it's alright. <laughs> Um, right, okay, uh, we do love a good fan chant on in that number. So what's your favourite uh, chant at St Mary's? I, I, I think one that's recent um, has got to be Danny Ings, King of the Strummers. Um, mm. I think that's a, a popular one at the moment. Um, and he's, he needed a song because all he had really was Danny Ings, who's one of our own. And yeah. I, I, I think there's a fan base where... I think they're quite boring with songs, really. Um, and to have something like that is... Well, yeah. well Connor, may, may, can I interest you in our back catalogue? Because <laughs> Kevin always comes up with a... Whenever we sign a new player, Kev comes up with a fan chant. Um, so, yeah. So do you. Well, I, I, I try. But um, our previous episodes, 
You should listen. All, all 58 of them. We, we, yeah, we, we do quite a few. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you over a, a, a CD. Yeah. <laughs> I'll listen to it in the car. I'm, yeah. on, my way, on my way to football. I'll, I'll, put it on my, I'll put it on my phone on my journey up to yeah. Liverpool next week. Yes. <laughs> Definitely worth it. Um, do you prefer player chance or the actual team chance? Um, I, I, I personally prefer player chance. Um, and I think if you get a reaction from the player when you're when you're singing it as well, I think um, I, I, I think that it gets the fans going as well. Um, don't get me wrong, all, uh, when or when the Saints is going in full force and stuff, it's it's great to hear. Um, but I think it, the players probably get off on it as well when they they can hear the Northern or the Itching North or whoever it is singing their name. I think it probably gives them a little bit of extra to a bit of extra 10% or whatever to go out and to do well and to know that they're appreciated by the fans. It's just a shame there's some players that do well every week that don't have songs when you've got, oh no, Armstrong has got that song, it hasn't caught on. You've got him doing well at the moment, doesn't have a song. Mm. Bertrand has never had a song really. Hoiberg. Hoiberg. Hoiberg's song is fantastic. I love Hoiberg's song. Um, but Stevens doesn't have a song he probably needs one although at Paris they were singing um, Zach Stevens you know he's better than Cannavaro yes um, yeah <laughs> uh, which was which was funny um, yeah. but yeah cool uh, yeah Connor thank you for coming on this no, thank you for having me yeah, cheers mate hey, it's been great to hear all your knowledge and all your stories about uh following the Saints for the last 16 years and your insight into the games has been great. Yeah, so thank you very much for coming on. Not a problem, no worries. Cool. Enjoy the trip up to Merseyside. Yeah, try. And try, <laughs> try and enjoy the trip back as well. <laughs> well, we're, we're staying in Liverpool um, oh, okay. for, uh, for a night, so... Um, That's wise. We're, yeah. If we, if we lose, you won't be going out, though. That's for sure. Nah. Okay, well, enjoy yourself anyway, and uh, I'll speak to you soon. Okay, perfect. Take it easy, lads. See you later. Cheers, mate. Cheers, yeah, cheers mate. Saints. Love the Saints. Love the Saints. Bye-bye. In the away end this week, we have David Shelley of LFC Stuff Podcast to prepare us for our trip to Anfield next Saturday, the 1st of February. Welcome, David. Um, how are you this evening? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, all right. Yeah, I mean, firstly, I just want to say thank you for coming on uh, on this what. Thursday evening, um, <laughs> and especially when you've got you've got Wolves playing in about an hour t- hour's time, aren't you? So yes. we'll, uh, we'll try and make this as quick as we can for you, so you can get onto that game. Oh, no problem. Okay, so I start off by saying, like, is there, is there a sense around Liverpool at the moment that this this is your year? I mean, do you see it as if or when, or are you firmly, you know, let's let's just take it one game at a time. It's not over till it's over. Um, it's it's a bit of a weird one because obviously. After the win against Man United recently, well, then now you're going to believe us. Last starter coming out and kind of Liverpool fans have wanted to avoid opening old wounds again because God knows how many times we've been down this path. Um, last time was the most disastrous way possible of an ending, um, and I think a lot of people learnt from that when they should have learnt from the previous two, but they learnt from that one particularly. Mm. Um, so, I think that is a massive indication of the fact that Liverpool fans are actually 
at the point now where we probably think it is kind of done and dusted. I personally am not looking forward to this game tonight, the, the Wolves game. Um, I think if we, if we can get a win tonight, then yeah, okay, because we've got a very favourable run of fixtures coming up um, after this. I think we've got West Ham. Still got a game in hand as well, haven't you? Uh, we've got two, I think. Two games um, after tonight, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've got West Ham back to back. We've got Norwich after this, um, and yourselves. But I think that's probably the trickier game out of the next five or so. Uh, we've also got Atletico in the, in the Champions League. So after tonight, if, if we can get a win, then <laughs> we're in a very privileged position of potentially looking at kind of we, we've been waiting thirty years to, to, to win the league. And we could be towards the end of the season thinking, oh, well, can we focus on other tournaments? We have that kind of luxury with the, yeah. with the gap that we've got. Um, but, again, personally for me, I'll, I'll start being confident that we can win tonight. I think, I mean, me and you, Kev, have been saying it for ages that we, you know, we, we can now honour the Liverpool title win. Um, I think the penny dropped for me, I think, on Boxing Day. I think when... You know, Leicester in fine form. You travelled to the King Power Stadium. You didn't just beat them; you crushed them, and they were like your nearest rivals. And I can't remember that happening in the history of the Premier League. I don't remember there ever being an instant of that. Like we're first, second, or third, whatever, have gone to their ground and beat them quite comprehensively as you did. I don't think enough was made from that result, really, because I mean, before that game, I was thinking maybe you know Leicester could you know get a point at least here. It, yeah, it, it, it was a surprising result. It, it did kind of, at the, at the time, feel like... I remember in, I think it was sixteen seventeen when Leicester did win the title, when they went to the Etihad and won at the Etihad, you were looking at that result as, OK, these are genuinely potential league winners here. Um, at, at that point, obviously, Liverpool had a hell of a lead at the top, going away to Leicester. And that was seen as the game that could potentially swing things. Liverpool obviously didn't have a very good January last season. So with that as context, if Leicester had have got a result there, then you may have got Leicester City fans and Manchester City fans potentially believing that they could catch up to Liverpool. But to do it so devastatingly, as you said, and honestly not even see a peep out of Leicester whatsoever. It was captain mm. to the to the game at Anfield. However, we made a meal of that. We didn't make a meal of this one. Um, we may have learned a lesson from that. But um to to just kind of sweep them to one side so effortlessly definitely sent sent yeah. a message to, to the league. I mean considering what they done to us, it was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you guys got revenge for that. Oh, we, we, we did, we did. Um, is, is going undefeated important to you? Um, as I said before, we're, we're going to get to the point of the season soon where we could potentially be looking to focus on other things. So, potentially, because we haven't won any domestic cups. I mean, it does sound like I'm, I'm, I'm sounding very spoiled, but we haven't won any <laughs> domestic cups under Klopp either. Um, so it, it would be nice potentially to, to go far in the FA Cup. Um, it's a bit weird because th- this is a team that could potentially win the treble, and you're looking at it thinking, do, do you either want to go unbeaten and, and prioritise that? Not that we will. Um, or would you rather try and go for a treble? I would personally rather put all their eggs in the treble basket and maybe yeah. use the league to um, 
to maybe rest some players between Champions League games and whatnot because, as I said, with that favourable run of fixtures, kind of that Atletico game is bookended by two reasonably winnable fixtures, for example. So it, it, it depends how Klopp wants to play it. He's he's used his squad well in the past. I, I can't really doubt the guy. He's, he's really learned from his past mistakes at Dortmund, his first season at Liverpool. So I'll I'll trust him in whatever he does. Really, you can't really doubt the guy after the season. That's bad. That's true. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, Mane and Salah have been banging them in for fun. Um, Trent Alexander Arnold have been having an amazing season, as oh, well as a yeah. certain centre back. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there anyone you, you think that that hasn't really got the credit for Liverpool's success so far this season? Um, I think one generally under, underrated player in the last eighteen months has been Allison, the goalkeeper. Uh, he's and rightfully so. Most of the credit is put on the shoulders of that centre back you were referring to. Then um, <laughs> you're, talk, you're talking about Lovren, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Allison is I've no over exaggeration. I've never seen a goalkeeper like him. He's he's a physical freak. He's six foot four. He's like fifteen stone. I think he's huge. Hmm. But not just with that. He's he's rapid. The, the way he can he, he kind of does this motion where he slides across across the floor and gets to the other side of the goal. I've never <laughs> seen it done before. Um, and as we saw against Man United, he's, he's pretty rapid on his feet as well. Mm. Um, he's literally the, the complete goalkeeper. And after years of Simon Mignolet, and obviously that I, I was, <laughs> well, I, I, I was there, kind of looking at the screens, wondering what on earth was going on at the time. I was thinking I was in some kind of nightmare. Um, after that, getting them in the in the same summer, you know, look at Kepa for example. Chelsea bought them the same summer. It was either Allison. Or Kepa they were going to get, mm. yeah. um, and and obviously to get the better end of that deal proved yeah. pretty massive because at the end of the day we are I wouldn't say we're conceding quality chances, but well some games we are, <laughs> um, but it just makes everything look so easy. So with out him, it's 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 a bit different because if you've got a goalkeeper that isn't as, as well positioned as him, who isn't as good as him, not catching things and things are coming back out and whatnot, it could be a completely different scenario. But it's all kind of theoretical at that point. But yeah, definitely Allison. Yeah, he's he's definitely like the final piece in that team. I think I I'd go along with that. He's definitely you know, if not you know, the best. He's one of the best keepers in the world for sure. Um, and what about the other end of it? Do you think there's anyone that's not playing up to the standards? At the moment, um, it's, below it's difficult. It's difficult when you when yes. you know when you've gone undefeated and you're trying to pick out a player that hasn't been playing perhaps the way they should when you're playing as well as you are. It's going to be difficult. Maybe a player that you thought would break through to the first team but just hasn't. Yeah. Um, well, obviously you've got Naby Keita who, when he when he's played. Um, He's actually been really good when he's played this season. It's just he, he's, he's never fit. It's the main issue with him. Yeah. Uh, he can never seem to get a run of games and his groin, I don't even know what it's made of. <laughs> Maybe made deeper or something, but his it, it's, it's groin causes so many issues. Um, but in, in terms of form, I would say, again, the, the bar is pretty high, um, but Andy Robertson has been a bit... Um, 
he just hasn't been himself recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't been necessarily bad by, by any means, but I would say for the standards that he's set, he's looked pretty ordinary. Um, but he he does seem to go through these kinds of dips in form, and all of a sudden he'll he'll probably have a five game period where he gets three assists, and it's mm. back back to normal. It's it's when you've got the likes of Pandai Gomez and and that midfield that does all the defensive work that does it, it it really helps when you've got defenders that may not be going through the best patch of form. That's a very good answer. I wasn't I wasn't expecting that one to be honest. After the disappointment in the last season, I mean, the, with that number of points, any other year you you would have won it. Um, did you think that you could come out and do it again this year, or did you think that City were unbeatable? Well, City looked ominous after that fourteen win streak. It was it was just pretty depressing. <laughs> yeah, whatever you do, it's just not going to be good enough. Yeah, at that point. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You're just hoping that somebody takes points off them, and and it just won't happen at all. And at the end of the season, you've got to give props to them for that. Um, my, my goal really was just to be in the title race. It wasn't necessarily to win the league because of how well City were looking. I mean, I think people forget that City were. Rated the best team in Europe. They were favourites for the league. They were favourites for the Champions League at the start of the season, which has kind of gone out of the window in people's estimations because I, I don't think people really have that long term memory. Um, mm. But I've always felt more confident in Europe with this Liverpool team. Um, I always believed that we could get to the Champions League final even after Kiev, purely because it's just it's so tough to beat us over two games, and even then you've got the on-field effect in the summer against Barcelona. Hmm. So, I've, I've always felt that the team has, has, has matched up well in Europe, but we've just been so, so consistent and so ruthless. And with a bit of luck here and there, we've we've managed to get to this point with so many points. It's, it's unbelievable, really. But um, I certainly... I don't think any Liverpool fan in the world of streams were expecting this, and I don't think anybody was expecting City to drop off just as much as they have, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I definitely did not. Um, this is another difficult one for you. Are there any weaknesses that you feel Saints could exploit? I, I actually do, yes, because I think a big part of getting something against Liverpool is if your team naturally fits against us. So... With the likes of Bertrand and Redmond on the left-hand side, I think that you guys could potentially exploit Gomez and Trent because it, it, it only really takes Trent getting caught once and then you're dragging Gomez out of position. Someone's got to fill in at centre-back and it just causes a bit of a mess. Um, I certainly think that the danger's there. I mean, Bertrand's going to be a threat with his cross, I think. Um, and I think Redmond could drag Trent on and off the ball a bit. Um, and then obviously you've got you've got Ings who's in ridiculous form at the minute. Um, who could snatch at any opportunity? So there is definitely some weaknesses that Southampton could exploit. Um, however, we have looked pretty imperious since Gomez came back into the fold. So it'll be interesting to see um, how that battle develops on the on the right hand side. Yeah, I don't know how to ask this question, but. What sort of game can we expect? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, if you asked us, we could tell you straight away. Um, yeah. I mean, 
just, I mean, we've got Cedric potentially out injured and Valerie only in this place. I really don't fancy his chances against Sergio Mahana. No, no, it's, it doesn't, really, <laughs> doesn't really bear thinking about, really, does it? It oh, could be a disaster. I think it'll be an entertaining one. <laughs> it will be from your uh, point of view. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys have looked good recently. Um, yeah, I think two goal lead at home to Wolves, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> apart from that, which yeah. I, I'm not going to lie, I did, I did see um, some weaknesses that could potentially be exploited. Mm. But... I think you guys are a, a, obviously a well-coached team with a fantastic manager, um, and, a, and a manager who's, who likely knows Klopp pretty much inside out as well. The, Al- the Alpine Klopp, they call him, don't they? The Alpine Klopp, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's not like the game at St Mary's was ludicrously one-sided either. So, no, that's true. I'm, I'm certainly not taking this one for granted, and I don't think we will either. To be completely honest. Um, Obviously, you with you guys having Ings and us having the amount of Excel Phantom players we have, there's there's a bit there that you've got kind of rivalries within the teams because obviously the likes of Henderson and Alana are going to want to get one over on the mates and the other way around as well. Um, but I think it'll certainly be an entertaining one. Um, looking at the Wolves match particularly, you guys can't leave yourselves open <laughs> um, <laughs> at the back. That, that, that's for certain. But um, I certainly think that you guys. But I, I think it could potentially be a more entertaining but pretty similar game to the Wolves game in Anfield. If, if you saw that one, which was it was competitive. It was very competitive. Mm. Uh, obviously, you had the VAR controversies and whatnot. But yeah, um, it will definitely be an entertaining game. That's for sure. Okay, um, I know you mentioned Ings before, but is there um, is there anyone from Saints that you're particularly worried about? Um, pretty much that that the whole left side on Ings really. Um, yeah. Oh, and J- James Ward Prowse's um, delivery always gives me it's the, it's the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, that's that's that quite a, that's quite a common um, answer from our away fans. That a lot of people say that you know, oh, James Ward Prowse yeah. on a free kick, you got to watch out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. It's just struck with so much venom. It's it's horrible. It's real hard. <laughs> Plus, you can get under people's skins as well. So. Well, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we get a score prediction from you, please? Be kind. Um, I think I'm going to go with 2-0 Liverpool. Oh, that is being kind, because I'm, I'm going to go 3-1. Oh, I mean, no. I, I, I think Saints, they, they do play better away from home. They've always got a goal in them. But, yeah, I think... One mistake from our defence, and you know Liverpool are just going to punish you. So, and I, the amount of mistakes that we have, I mean, we saw in the Crystal Palace game, Kevin. We haven't actually discussed this one yet, but the um, the the, the Tosson one on one that he blazed it over, that was a mistake from Vestergaard. It's going to take one of those, and then trust me, Mane, Salah, Firmino, they are, they don't need a second chance. They're going to bury them. So, I just think, yeah, three one Liverpool, easy comfortable win for them and what about you Kevin um, I'm going to go um, just like the home fixture uh, and my university degree and go for a 2-1 <laughs> <laughs> okay that's that, that's really optimistic <laughs> yeah but I mean I mean since Mark Mark Hughes has gone we, we do, do seem to have given it to Liverpool um, and I don't know why, but Shane Long always seems to get a goal 
Uh, he does. Against them. Yeah. <laughs> he does. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I think if we can come away um, without our tails between our legs, then, yeah, I think that's going to be quite a respectful scoreline. Sure. I mean, I, I echo that, Kev. If we can go there and just give them a game, just give them a match, um, and then, you know, we can't, can't be disappointed with that because we are expecting the loss. I mean, we do like to kind of press and, and nag the, the really strong teams. Um, it, it seems to be much easier for the for the lower teams to get something out of us than uh, yeah than the champions or champions to be. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, now <laughs> we ask this question to every fan, but um, you've already taken so much from us, um, you can't take any more. <laughs> but um, if you could pick one Saints player, another Saints player to have in your current setup, who would you take? Um. I don't, it would just be a bench warmer, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it would likely be some kind of rotational option. Um, I, I couldn't really say Danny Ings to this either. Cause <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no returns. It would probably be the one Southampton player that we were linked with a lot and never signed at the time. It's probably Ryan Bertrand. Um, oh, okay. Out of anyone. Oh, okay. we, we, we we literally haven't got any other left backs. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> we've got we've got James Miller there. He definitely has when um when Robertson isn't there, so it'll probably be Bertrand. Okay, I've not had that one. Yeah, actually, I don't think we had that one this this season. Um, quick question: Who do you hate more, Man United or Everton? Well, see, you, you've asked me this after this weekend, which was potentially toxic. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a particularly toxic game against United. Um, no, it, it would it would probably be see, see it's tough because we can laugh at Everton so much, but we can laugh at United at the moment as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, probably on a, on a hate level, it's, it's probably United. Okay, um, with that in mind, uh, would you rather wear um, a reversible United Everton shirt every day <laughs> for five years, or sleep in a haunted house for ten? Oh. Um, so basically, Kev, you got to alternate. One day United, one day Everton, yeah. Well, uh, whatever way, like yeah, yeah. one one's going to be what people see, and the other's going to be right against your skin. <laughs> Uh, can I wash it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can wash it. Yeah, you can wash it. Yeah, I, I still think I'll go for the house. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, would you rather be twice the height of Peter Crouch or half the height of Lionel Messi? Oh. Um, bloody hell. Well, <laughs> it would probably be half the height of Lionel Messi. I don't think that's... That's just not practical being about 14 foot tall, is it? You can get to yeah. any doors or anything. Was it 13, 13-1, isn't it, Kev? Uh, something like yeah, thirteen two. Yeah, I was just ridiculous either way. Okay, and um, yeah, we do love a good fan chant uh, here in that number. Um, I'm, I'm going to discount your Never Walk Alone um, as the, the <laughs> club hymn. What are your favourite sort of uh, fan chants from Anfield that, that you like uh, to hear um, or tickled your funny bone? We have a chant. Um, it's called Paul Scouts and Tommy, um, and it's, it's it's basically a long story about um, a soldier who went off to war and basically got shot in the head and died, um, and basically how he loved Liverpool and 
and whatnot. And then it, it, there's been lines added later on. Um, mm. I think after after Rush go four against Everton, that somehow got added to this song about the man getting shot in the head. It's a bit weird. That is um, weird, yeah. But <laughs> but that is certainly my favourite Liverpool song. Um, far in okay. that, obviously, no, you know, I just said you'll never walk alone, which has been truly taken away from me. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was mad. That, that was mean, Kev. <laughs> I, just because I mean, it's, it's just such an obvious answer, isn't it? Um, yeah, I a little bit of Ring of Fire as well. Um, that's not necessarily a Liverpool song, but it's yeah. just something that was associated with the Champions League run in 2005, and something that sticks in my head. So a bit of Johnny Cash, never. Alright. Yeah, I do love Johnny Cash. Um, right, okay. Uh, but before we let you go, right, I, I've been doing my research on how to do the Scouse accent. Um, <laughs> Kevin, I thought you'd like to have a stab at these three sentences and then maybe let David judge to see how you got on. You up for it? <laughs> oh, fuck off, mate. <laughs> okay, right. Calm your farm. The class is in the past. <laughs> hey, calm your farm. The, what was it? The class is in the past. <laughs> that was all right. That was, that was, how, how was that, David? Not too bad, little Welsh. <laughs> okay, uh, the, the second one. The first search unearthed a shirt. The first search unearthed a shirt. Hey, that was good. That was right. good. That was good, yeah. Uh, and the last one. Did you realise the reason he was ringing? Did, did you realise the reason he was ringing? Hey, that was good. <laughs> I thought that was good. Is it my, my, I don't know, I normally go like, hey, Mick, come back. <laughs> that was good. What was it? Can, yeah, that can, was you, good. can you give us the classic, uh, they do though, don't they though? Um, they do though, don't they though? <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, no, I thought Ray was going to try it. Oh, no, I'm not going to try it. There's a, there's a Korean guy who does, um, who does, um, just general, Kind of English accent. He does. He does like uh, Geordie and whatnot. And he's got a lot of lot of um, Scouse videos. So if you want to learn how to pronounce <laughs> the Scouse, full of that guy. Excellent, he does a lot yeah. of Liverpool chants as well. Weirdly enough. <laughs> Kev, you should, All right. you should have a listen. Although that, yes. yeah, the, the the last two I thought were really good. I was really surprised, Kev. Well done. Uh, yeah, I, I I know we're close to Wales, but the first one was a bit too Welsh. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it, it doesn't prove with the last two attempts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I think that yeah. is about it. Um, yeah, thanks very much, David, for coming on and, and chatting with us this evening, um, and especially like with with the Wolves game coming up. So yeah, thank you so much for doing this. No problem. Thanks. Yeah, a lot. I'm gonna watch the first half of that and then go to bed. But yeah, thank you very much, and yeah, sorry, and sorry to the, the whole of Liverpool for my smile for that. Yeah, brilliant. Um, anyway, yeah, good luck for the rest of the season. Um, you, I'm sure you're going to do it. Yeah, probably don't need our luck. <laughs> yeah, you don't need our luck. But yeah, <laughs> we'll probably be the stepping stone for you. So yeah, and just um, just, don't, just don't take any more of our players, please. We beg you. Oh, um, we'll take you'll take Ralph in 2024. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Right. Thanks very much, David. No problem. Yeah, cheers, mate. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. <laughs> okay. Welcome back to the extra time segment. Uh, we'll start off as usual with the predictions. 
So the Palace game, I went for a 1-1 and you went for a 2-1 Saints win. So two more points to you. 12-point lead now. So 47-35 to you. Uh, and then the Spurs game, I went 2-1 Spurs and you went 2-0 Spurs. So scores remain the same. 47-35 to you. Uh, Super 6. Uh, two rounds to go through. Obviously, the midweek one, round 36, was won by Stephen King. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 11 points for Stephen King. Well done. Um, overall leader is Adam Darlington with 302. Uh, round 37, so yesterday's, was won by Adam Laver with 12 points. Now, that 12 points was, was massively impressive because a lot of people were scoring low figures. I mean, I only scored two myself. Um, Freddie actually didn't score any, so sorry, Freddie. Um, so 12 points was massive. Um, mm-hmm. Adam Darlington actually scored zero, the lead leader, but he still hangs on to his lead on 302 points. So it's getting close, getting close. Uh, Kevin, fantasy football from midweek. Yeah, so I mean, the game week actually is still underway. Uh, the, there's the Liverpool-West Ham match to round it off. That's a double game week for Liverpool. A lot of uh, a lot of players are taking advantage of that. John Bailey still top of our podcasters league, um, although he's chosen to triple captain Mane, which kind of backfired when he came off injured. Um, I've triple captain Trent, so I'm kind of hoping for something wonderful against West Ham. But yeah, it's slowly closing. I've got 55 points for the week. Um, again, my my bench. Again, Jimenez and Traore. Um, got, yeah, goal and assist there. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's not amazing. Good to have Stevenson because um, yeah, I'm really enjoying having him in the squad. Um, 19 points so far this week for you. Mm. Yeah, um, got Rashford still in there. Mm. I have since taken him out. I um, I was too late to be honest. Uh, I forgot if I'm honest, I, I completely forgot and then Wednesday morning I woke up and thought, oh, I haven't done my team and I've noticed that I've got Vardy and, and Rashford in my team and I thought, Christ, I'm going to have to make some substitutions. So I did make some transfers but I was too late for it this week. So Yeah, I mean, it's been quite a low average points so far this week. I think maybe a lot of people have put all their eggs in the Liverpool basket. So yeah, you're, um, you've slipped a little bit to 44th in the league. Um, I, I unbelievably you've jumped up to 17th. Um, but yeah, still uh, same top three: Stephen McCulloch uh, in Ralphie Trust, Lucy Hynett's Chamberlain, Dream Believers. Oh, actually, Jamie Thorpe slipped to fourth, and we've got a new third place: Prousey's mm-hmm. Perfection, Jack Hobby. Jack Hobby, yeah, thirty-five mm-hmm. points this week. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, uh, Kevin, do you have mm-hmm. a Russian phrase this week? Do I do? Oh. I want to talk about uh, my favourite player from. A Crystal Palace match. Um, is it like, uh, who's, the, who's the bread man? Uh, that's Artem Panarin. Panarin, yeah, because there's a, isn't there, um, like, a, it's called Panarin yeah. bakeries or something. So, yeah, it's a similar reason here um, in Russia and definitely in our households. Um, Nathan Redmond is known as the, the rice cooker. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a popular brand of uh, consumer electronics called uh, Redmond. So, yeah, um, the Russian for that is Multivarka. Multivarka. Yeah, Multivarka. Multivarka. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Nathan, the rice cooker, Redmond. <laughs> 
Brilliant. Okay. All right. Uh, next week we have the Liverpool game to discuss, and joining us there will be Luke Osman. So that'll be that'll be a good one. We're looking forward to speaking to him for a while. Mm. Uh, until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.